you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ, Bucky, back together. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, great. Uh, it's been a great week. Uh, I mean, look, we're so knee-deep in the football part of it. Like, the, the NFL regular season is almost near the midway point. Uh, college football is getting to the point where we're seeing these meaningful games. And, then, you know, like DJ in Southern California, high school ball, you're getting close to the playoffs. So I know. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It needs to get cooler, though, man. Like, I love I love living in California. The weather's great and all that stuff. But, man, it's like, come on. We're we're – we're on the back end. We yeah. got two high school football games left, and it's not. I need so, just a little, just a no, sweatshirt. No, 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 I like no, no, to wear no, no, a sweatshirt, no, no. Buck. I mean, you can wear a sweatshirt, just sweat up under it. Bring a towel. Golly. Bring a towel on it, but you don't know. I, I, this, this is, this is perfect. DJ, imagine if you're like in Ohio and stuff, and then you got to do. I, know. I like, don't want to go to the other extreme. Yeah. I just want something yeah. in the middle. Well, it'll happen. It'll happen. Maybe yeah. in November, somewhere in November, you you get some of those temperatures that you desire. I am fine uh, with it always yeah. being about seventy-five and nice and easy. Yeah, no, that is. It's look. I don't want to be the person who complains about it being too nice outside, but just uh, I just like to wear a sweatshirt at night. That's all. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, how's our team? By the way, I have not asked you in a while. High school wise, how are we doing? Uh, how's our squad looking? Uh, right now, we're sitting at five, two, and one. Um, okay. It's, it's it's been a rocky road in terms of like trying to figure it out with a real young team, but um, we always talk about trying to play our best ball down the stretch, and so hopefully we're beginning to turn the corner and kind of get everything going, but. You know, we'll, we'll see what it looks like. So we have a, a game uh, against Elko. Then we got uh, senior night next Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just kind of see what the playoff seating looks like. So you've played seven then? You've played seven? Are you only playing nine regular season games? No, we played eight. Like, I got a tie in there. Like, it's uncommon. Oh, so oh geez, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah, we had a tie. So five, two, and one. We're sitting there. Um, so we'll see what it looks like. But, yeah, and then you, the playoffs. And then that's the fun part, the postseason, one and done. So, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to uh, following your journey there as it did last year, which was fun watching you guys go all the way to the state championship game. 
Um, all right, today on the show, we're going to talk about a couple uh, college games. We're looking forward to some storylines there. Uh, we're going to probably be pretty college-centric there. Um, not going to be a long pod, so we'll get you. Hopefully, this is a nice. You get a little two-mile run in while you're listening to this pod today. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Get you, get you two <laughs> miles in, and then we're going to wrap, and you're going to wrap, and everybody's going to be happy and fit and healthy here. Uh, but we are going to start out, which we do each and every Friday, Buck, which is our Bucky's Coach's Corner, uh, where you take a term each and every week, and uh, we have a chance to learn a little something and have a fun conversation. So, what is our what is our term? What is our word for today? All right. So the word for today is going to be sacrifice. Um, sacrifice all great teams uh if you're gonna be a great team a championship team like there has to be some level of sacrifice uh from the coaches from the players um to be able to get it done i had a great defensive coordinator when i was playing for the green bay packer fritz Shermer, who mm-hmm. um we were coming off a year in which we lost the championship game but we had super bowl aspirations the next year and he said guys um he had a defense in the room he said he said, guys, to be successful, it's like uh, when you have a pot on the stove. He said, you got to pour in before you can dip out. So everyone uh-huh. needs to pour into the pot before you can start individually taking those things out. He said, because he says, I don't know much, but I know this. The better the team, the more the individual accolades. And so if everyone will sacrifice their own individual agendas to make sure that the team is successful, You'll get all the individual stuff that you want because the team has, has played at the highest level. And when you think about that in college, you think about that in the pros, a lot of times, DJ, like the Heisman Trophy winner goes to the quarterback or the, the playmaker on the best team. Uh, you think about it in the Super Bowl, the MVP and all that other stuff goes to the defense player. A lot of times it goes to the, the standout player on the best team because it's about the impact or the perceived impact that they make. And what you try and get, whether it's a team or organization, you try and get everyone to understand that part of it. If I worry less about myself and more about how I can help the team, in the end, the team's going to benefit, but I'm going to benefit as a result. It's a hard concept for not only kids to get, it's a hard concept for adults to get that if I take a little less, if I do a little less in terms of like me-centric stuff, I'll get all this stuff back if I really buy into the fabric of the team. I think it's a great word. Um, a couple of phrases I wrote down along those lines. Uh, I remember hearing somebody say early on, you got to give up to go up. Like there's, it, it, you can't have, you can't be great at everything and you can't be, have your hands in a million different things. If you want to, if you want to be good at something, it's going to cause you to have to give up something else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whatever that might be. Um, but you've got to give up to go up. The other one was, and we've talked about this a bunch before, but you know, that old line, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone, you want to go far, you go together. So you, you've got to be able, you've got to be able to see outside yourself and realize there's a bigger picture here. Um, and sometimes that absolutely does require sacrifice. That might mean like in, in football terms, that might mean, you know what, I got to play out of position. You know, I might not be comfortable as a safety. I'm a corner, but because this gets our best five DBs on the field, I got to go back there and play safety where I'm not as good because that gets our other corner who's better than our other safety. So I'm going to take I'm going to take one here uh, and get a little bit out of my comfort zone, but I'm sacrificing maybe my my best optimal individual performance because it's what's best for the team. So I don't know if you remember when when you were scouting, I don't know if this was true in Baltimore, but it was definitely true for me when we were with when I was a scout with the Carolina Panthers. John Fox always put a premium on we want players from winning programs. And one of the reasons why he was like it's it's easier for them to understand 
the sacrifices that need to be made to play at a championship level. When you get guys that may come from losing programs, they may have been stars individually, but did they buy into the collective? And one of the things that we, I mean, we hunted for, we wanted these guys from winning programs because when they came into the locker room, those old core values that you talk about, commitment, accountability, trust, or you talk about give up to go up, they've heard that before. Because mm-hmm. if you're on a winning program, most of the time, you've had to sacrifice some of that. You've had to buy into similar messages for the team to be successful. So to me, sacrifice is a big part of winning. And if you can find winners as you're kind of building a new team, those guys already kind of understand the sacrifice that was needed for the team to play at its best. So as we as we get towards a trade deadline as a team builder, and, and there's not a lot, usually not a ton of trades, NFL trades, but I, I remember talking to my buddy in the hockey world who said that they looked at the trade deadline. They tried to find a couple glue guys. Like if we can find a couple glue guys, in his mm-hmm. words, who had some championship experience, veteran players that have been there, done that, um, that understand what you're talking about, sacrifice, and that can spread that message throughout the team. I think we need to pay attention at the trade deadline, not just you know how impactful is the talent that you're bringing in, but maybe how Im- impactful can the person be that you're bringing in? Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things. Trade deadline or, or down the stretch. Uh, Ron Wolf, when he was running the Packers, he always would try and sign a veteran down the stretch. Um, I think one of my final years he was there, I think he might have signed Mark Collins, who had played with the Giants. And I don't know how good Mark Collins was as a player, but what he wanted was to sprinkle some of that championship experience some of that pedigree, some of that what we call that that old head in the locker room that can talk about hey yeah. guys, look, you don't get many opportunities to chase it, to get close. Mm-hmm. So if everyone can just don't worry about your individual stuff, but just hey, let's just lock in and do whatever we got to do for the team. Because if we are look, if, if we're champions, we'll be immortalized forever. So let's just do those things. DJ, what your uh, friend in the hockey world talks about is, is really important because. Those glue guys matter. Even when we're looking at the baseball, right? We're, 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 we're into yeah. those rounds where we're going to see, man, it's the role players that are older, that are wiser, that are being able to come in and make critical plays or the behind-the-scenes things to help the young guys get up. It's undervalued, but mm-hmm. it's greatly appreciated by the people that are in that world. Yeah, no, I, I've seen it. Uh, look, I think their run's probably getting ready to end. Uh, but with Tommy Pham, went to the Arizona Diamondbacks, a veteran, been around forever, mm-hmm. intense, competitive guy. But he he gets that overall team picture, and uh, I think he helped uh, kind of mold and nurture some of those guys. And, and look, watching the Astros the other night, um, and they're down two to one as we're recording this right now. But man, Buck, they have so much experience. Like that, I guess Altuve is like second all time now in in yeah. uh, playoff home runs. Like that, been there, done that. That that understanding and experience, man, that's big once you get into the playoffs. Look, I, I think it matters. And I know people say, oh, it doesn't. I, I think you don't want to have a team of, of too many old guys that can't play, but you, you need to have some around that can help because um, when you get in those moments and you get in those games, that experience matters, that that been there, done that, uh, that ability to still win, that you have no business winning, that mm-hmm. comes from experience. And I, so we look at the Patriots now, right? Everyone is talking about the Patriots and they're down on the Patriots and all that. 
But DJ, during their run, think about all the old grizzled veterans that they brought. Oh, Junior yeah. Seau. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like just Rodney Harrison. That. Rodney Harrison. The old guys that they would bring through there for like a little run to give them a little piece to be able to kind of talk to the guys or, or make a play in a select role. It, it's one of those things that when you're building a team, and I think team builders have to appreciate, hey, man, we, we just kind of need just like a little gray beard in the locker. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he can play, but we'll pay him. We'll pay him just to have him around just in case. There's a mm-hmm. value in that. No question. Um, I agree completely. So that that's uh, that's the theme today. Uh, little Bucky's coach's corner sacrifice and what that means for the overall success of the team. So that was a fun one, Buck. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll jump into some of these college games on our abbreviated Friday pod. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Buck. Uh, great college football slate. I feel like every week this screws me. It's always when uh, the Chargers are on the road and I'm traveling on a Saturday and I end up missing a bunch of these games. But um, a few I want to get to here, starting with Ohio State, Penn State. We've talked about Penn State before and that uh, James Franklin's kind of built his team to, to play against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I've heard a lot of, a lot of conversation about Penn State, Ohio State, this being maybe Penn State's best team in terms of their talent, uh, in terms of, you know, their toughness. And there's a lot of conversation about the quarterback uh, being able to just kind of play the right way. People have talked about how oh, they don't push it down the field, but this is more of a methodical Penn State team than we've seen. We, you know, they were exposed when they had Saquon Barkley. We've seen all that other stuff, but this is a team that appears to have the toughness to go toe-to-toe with an Ohio State to kind of make it 
really a, a, a match in a phone booth. The one thing that I worry about with Penn State is we talk about that experience, that big game experience. Like they've struggled against like their high states and the Michigans of the world. So who is going to make the play when they need it at the end? Who is going to do it? And I'll be honest, like defensively, can Manny Diaz, can he find a way to do it? Because he wants to bring pressure from everywhere. But does he have enough confidence in his guys to lock up and cover? Because when Notre Dame played Ohio State, they played man-to-man and they Mm -hmm. covered him. Is Penn mm-hmm. State good enough to cover Ohio State? I think that's what they're going to do. I mean, I think that's what we're going to attempt to do. But he's done it. He's built a roster with incredible athleticism and speed, which is equipped beautifully uh, to go up against Ohio State. And I don't. I think the drop-off in quarterback for Ohio State for where they've been traditionally, like that gap has all but disappeared between these two programs. And then, um, you know, you, you look on Penn State offensively, I don't know, Buck. In years past, you play against an Ohio State team. You're like, man, we we don't get to 35. We need to get a chance. Mm-hmm. They get to 24. I think they got a really good chance of winning this ball game. Yeah, I think that has to be the thing. That's that's the magic number. It's a different team, you know. And to me, it was eye opening when I saw Notre Dame play them man to man. No disrespect yeah. to Notre Dame, but that's norm. They hadn't been their their mo when it came to how they played or whatever. Typically, there's a little notch below their athleticism and some of the top teams. And so when they had enough confidence and they had success playing man-to-man, it provided a blueprint for others on how to play this version of Ohio State. For Ohio State, uh, somehow I think they got to unlock their playmakers on the perimeter. You know, we could talk about McCord, maybe the quarterback is holding them back a little bit, but in my mind, DJ, if you're standing with the play sheet, there has to be someone on the sideline tallying up the touches that Marvin Harrison Mm -hmm. gets. Marvin Harrison, you you remember the old Randy ratio that Mike Tice used to do with Randy, Randy Moss? I think it might need to be broken out this week from Ryan Day. Hey, I, look, we need to get him 10 to 12 targets. And some of those need to be forced, but we need to make sure that he gets enough targets to have an impact on the game. Uh, if Ohio State leaves the game and Marvin Harrison only has two catches, to me, that's a problem. He needs to have a bigger impact on the game, and some of that needs to be manufactured and designed by the play call. Yeah, no doubt. Uh yeah, to me, shoot, if you got to throw him in the backfield and pitch it to him for crying out loud, just put the ball in his hands and let him touch it, uh, get him going early in that game. Seems to be a, a smart idea. Alabama, Tennessee, um, that's a big one, 11 17. Alabama is just, I feel like every game from an era in the past where they've blown the doors off everybody, it feels like they're in a lot of fourth quarter games, man. Yeah, they're in a lot of fourth quarter games. But here's what I appreciate about Nick Saban and what I appreciate about great coaches. Great coaches can recognize very early in the year what their team can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, hey, this is how we got to play to win the game. And what they become is they are a, a, a slow, methodical, rock-em-sock-em robot team. Yeah. Gritty, tough. The, hey, he made a decision on the quarterback. I hear you guys saying we need to do this, but this guy gives us the best chance. And it's not pretty. Remember, it's not, it's, it's not what we've had with Tua and Mac Jones and those other guys that come through. But that's fine. We're going to figure out a way to win it. The problem is the march for air is a lot slimmer than it's yes. been in the past. And so they can't turn the ball over. They really have to be on point on defense in terms of controlling the game and not allowing the explosives to be a big part. And then when you look at Tennessee, that is their game. Explosive plays, high-powered offense. Last year, it was a boat race. It was Jalen Hyatt after Jalen Hyatt after Jalen Hyatt after Jalen Hyatt. They better have figured that out. And so that's the thing, because the, their splits, they put you, 
they put those four DBs on an those island. slot verticals, and they just went after you, those safeties, man. You better be able to hold up in coverage. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a trick. But these, these games, to me, are fun. DJ, this, look, this, these are the games that you want to see. You want to see the marquee games, not only from a fan standpoint, but from an evaluator. I mean, I want to see how the guys best on best. To me, mm-hmm. that's where you get the true evaluation. I'm going to see the best guys against the best players. Well, as scouts will be watching uh, the SC-Utah game to see how Caleb Williams responds. That's what we're going to be looking at from a personnel standpoint. You mentioned it yesterday on the show. It's a great opportunity for him. Uh, after having faced some real adversity, one of the first mm-hmm. times he's really had some real adversity here, three interceptions, played his probably his worst game as a collegiate. Uh, so how does he bounce back against a really physical Utah team, and I'll be honest, Buck, it feels like I think people are going to issue a verdict on Lincoln Riley after this game, one way or the other. They're going to say, okay, this is going in the right direction, and they, you know, it maybe maybe they were a little bit further away than we thought mm-hmm. when he got there, but this is going to work. If they go out there and, and Utah does what they did to them twice last year and physically beats them up for the third time following mm-hmm. a game where Notre Dame beat the stuffing out of them, People are going to be sitting there saying, "Man, this is a this is a quote unquote air raid, you know, soft type team. offense. It's soft. soft. They're they're not who USC. Anytime SC's ever won anything, they've been a physical, tough, rugged team. And this team is soft as tissue paper. He's going to have that that this game feels like people are going to make a decision after this game whether this thing's going right or left. It's already mounting up. I mean, it's one of the conversations. And the, I mean, you saw how Ryan Day bristled at the suggestion that Ohio State was soft." It's oh, the one yeah. thing, man, it, it is the one thing that as a coach, you never want anyone to talk mm-hmm. about your team being soft in a game that's really built on physicality and toughness. SC is going to have to step up and not only match Utah's physicality, they have to exceed it. And it has to be, and when, when I say this, and I think it's really important like like coaches to talk about it, look, man, we want to match their physicality, but we're not trying to fight them. What we want yeah. to do is we want to knock them around from snap to whistle over and over again. And you earn their respect by throwing those haymakers at them between the lines and between, you know, within the, the bounds of play. But for me, USC, this has to be a physical game. And look, let's, let's be honest about the elephant in the room. The defense has not been up to par. The defense, no. we know the offense was going to be what it is. But what you're hoping in a perfect world, this version of USC that I'm looking at is high-flying offense that's explosive and dynamic but a defense that is physical that runs counter towards that. And some mm-hmm. would say it's hard to practice against maybe a more of a finesse offense and get the physical edge, but we've seen teams do it. Like Clemson wasn't necessarily a very physical offense, but defensively they had monsters that could get it done. Uh, Alabama, when they went to spread, they still retained some of their physical, uh, their physicality and toughness. For SE and why they've fallen behind, it's been a while since we talked about SE in the national championship conversation. They have to up the ante when it comes to that. So, yes, there are a lot of eyes that will look at this game this weekend against Utah and say, hey, you know what? It's never going to work. Despite all the flash and that, despite the transfers, despite all the stuff that's coming out, SC will never be what they were until they go back to doing some of the stuff that they did. Yeah, the other thing I would add is uh, just TV scouting. I haven't dug in and looked at them uh, in terms of the tape. But just flipping channels and watching them on TV, Buck, it doesn't look like they have a top three, four-round offensive lineman. Like, they got abused up front by by Notre Dame. And if you think back to Oklahoma, uh, 
they had a good offensive line coach and they had a lot of NFL offensive linemen, you know, with Creed Humphrey, obviously, you know, you had the, um, gosh, uh, uh, you know, Orlando Brown, they had a bunch of different guys uh, get picked there. So that that is that is a concern. We'll see Utah. No matter doesn't matter what year it is, Kyle Whittingham is going to be big and physical up front. Um, so we'll we'll see what that looks like. It feels like a huge game uh, at the Coliseum, SC. You know, not, not just for their Pac-12 hopes this year, but for kind of a confidence boost to uh, to where this program is at this point in time. Let me ask uh, you, you real quick because yeah. there've been some scouts that are talking about Caleb Williams and. You know, one of the things that happens when guys hang around um, and they're, they they kind of have a big year and then they come back for that, that that next year, do you feel like Caleb Williams is trying to do too much? Like in oh, yeah. baseball terms, in baseball terms, people are saying he went from being uh, a contact hitter to trying to be a power hitter, a home run hitter. Yeah. And that has impacted his game. And so we're seeing more mistakes because he's just not a taking what the defense is giving him and just kind of playing the play as opposed to trying to manufacture big clubs. Yeah, I, I talked to Bruce Feldman the other day, and, and uh, he was asking what I thought. And I said, it looks like he's trying to hit a five-run home run on every snap. Like, he's trying to do the impossible. Like, you just need to do the simple, you know. And if it's not there, throw it away. Don't take a bad sack. But he's he, And he's kind of looking to make these, you know, incredible Instagram-worthy, you know, spinning out of tackles and doing all this kind of stuff and across your body. And it's like, you can't major in that stuff. You can sprinkle that stuff in. But you got to major in getting your feet in the ground, making quick reads, and deliver the ball accurately, which he can do, and he's done it. Uh, but right now, I think he's he's uh, he needs to major in the simple, and he needs to minor in the spectacular. And I feel like he's got that flipped. Yeah, it, it, it's so hard. It, it, I think it's something that we talked about. We always talk about simplicity and those yeah. things. Keep the main thing, the main thing. In and out, man. Yeah, in and keep, out. Keep the main thing, the main thing. When he's been at his best, it is about, hey, man, playing dot to dot. Let the playmakers do the work. And every now and then, utilize your athleticism to make plays off the script. But it's hard for anybody to live off the script. You know, even mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes, who is at the pinnacle of his game, he has become a much better player, even though it's crazy. We talk about a two-time MVP. I think he's playing some of the best ball of his career the last couple of years when he's had to play more connected dot because he always has that ace in the hole Well, I can get off script. But now mm-hmm. he can can play in rhythm, on time, and those things, how do you beat them? For Caleb Williams, he just needs a reminder. Man, you want a Heisman Trophy kind of doing it a certain way. You don't have to, like, re-win that Heisman Trophy. You don't have to try and be more spectacular than you were a season ago. Just let the game come to you and let let your natural talent shine. It's, it's been a huge problem. And the thing about it, what he doesn't know, if he starts running up these interceptions, that becomes a conversation. In the no meeting question. Room. And what yeah. he does is he cracks the door open for a guy like Drake May if he decides to come out, somebody else, Michael Pennis. Like he cracks the door for guys to start looking elsewhere for the, yeah. the quarterback that values the ball. So it's it's just about making sure he keeps the main thing the main thing and not trying to do too much. Yeah, no doubt. That's a big opportunity for them. Uh, again, they are number 18 in the country now. Utah's 14, so that would be a big bounce back if they could find a way to get that done, but I never bet against the Utes. Uh, Kyle Whittingham is as good as it gets in terms of a coach, and he'll have his guys ready to go. Uh, looking forward to watching that game. Uh, all right, I said it, Buck. It was abbreviated. Hopefully you guys listening. Hopefully you, you hit the two miles. Hopefully you're getting a nice cool down in right now. Maybe a nice cold <laughs> towel, a uh, banana, something. Uh, by the way, do you do that? Are you a uh, Are you a podcast when you go for your your walk or your run here? Yeah, I'm Mr. Podcast. Yeah. So normally, mm-hmm. um, 
DJs, it's all kinds of like leadership podcasts and stuff. Your buddy, our buddy, John Gordon, I listen to a lot of stuff that he has. Yeah. Um, I try and find different things where you're just trying to talk to like influencers. But yeah, like that's that's where you get it. It's in in my head, I'm a reader, but also like to me, that is part of reading. Like it's trying to keep your mind active. So yeah, podcasting is big. I love it. Uh, well, there you go. That's our Friday pod in the books. Another week down here on Move the Six. Again, encourage you guys, if you haven't already, leave us a rating and review. Uh, we appreciate those. Subscribe if you haven't already. Five pods a week, Monday through Friday, including our video show, which is on Tuesdays. You can find that at 4 p.m. Pacific uh, every Tuesday on the NFL Fast channel. Uh, all right, that's it. We appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great football weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 